Welcome to another episode of Who Made That Song podcast. This podcast aims to shine the spotlight on the people behind the creation of a song. The people who make a song. I'm your host, David Rotimi, and I hope you enjoy listening to this as much as I enjoyed creating it. How did you and Young Six um, meet up to create that song? Because that's like, if you want to mention like maybe top 10 songs from Young Six, you're definitely going to have to mention that. Yeah, so weird thing. I never met Young Six until... I met Young Young Six for the first time in 2015. This is after we had met. Like this is um, four years after we had made, almost four years after we had made Heartbreaks Swag. Um, so, um, when Young Six started popping, um, when he was dropping his, you know, covers, freestyles and all of that, I was a big fan. I loved, like, everything that he was dropping at that time. Like, all the covers, like, you know, he used to jump on beats and then yeah, he yeah. used to kill it. He did the only, it was the only cool stuff. Yeah. Only cool, um, cover that he did that blew him. Yeah. I remember that. And then he jumped, yeah, he dropped, he dropped some other like jams that's like foreign um, international artists on international artists beats and they were dope. Like I was like, yo, this guy's flow is mad and like it was just dope. I really liked him. And then he now dropped his song with Whiskey. Um, follow me, go. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Memories. Oh my God. So I think this was early 20, I mean, this was late 2010. Late 2010. Or early 2011. No, I think it was late 2010. It was late 2010. And then, um, youngsters came to Benin for a show. I think at BIU, there's Benson, Dalsa University. And yeah. I didn't go for the show. I didn't, I wasn't even aware. So the funny thing is, Young Six was talking to my sister at that time. They were friends, or so they used to talk um, via um, Twitter or something. And he invited her and her friends, you know, to his hotel or something. And then my sister got there and I got a call from him. <laughs> and I, I I didn't have his number, so you didn't he called know who and was. was talking. Yeah, I didn't know who it was. I was like, yeah, who's this? And then, but like, uh, this young six. You know how he, how he talks now? He's young six. <laughs> he talks like that. I was like, normally too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's slow. Like, he, he talks like he's slow. Oh, my I'm like, God. Oh, okay. I was like, how far? You know, that's what I just said. Because I was like, you I was surprised. To react. I was like, yeah. mm. I was like uh, how far now? What's, what's good? Like, yeah, I did. It says my sister, Soge, and that she told him about me and this, this. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I'll, and I said, let me talk to my sister. So I spoke to my sister. I was like, ah, how far? Waiting the for like, <laughs> where? How? When? <laughs> you get like, you didn't tell me that you know this guy. Like, what's what's going on? She was like, eh. She just came. I was like, okay. And then me and him we spoke, and I told him, oh, I, I was a big fan. Like, and obviously I was a big fan. Of, like, I, I love your work, and you know, like we should do something. I was like, yeah, sure, sure, we should work on something. And I was like, okay, cool. And then he said he would get back to me. He would let me know when he figured out. Like, okay, no, voila. And that was it. And then I took his, I, I, didn't, I didn't even take his number. I just told him to follow me on Twitter and then oh, added him on my BB, on my BBM. Because <laughs> BBM was like, that was the thing. The yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was on my BBM and that was it. We didn't used to chat. And me, I'm not the kind of person that would chat. I won't chat anybody. I'll just be there. You know, Especially when it's a guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's the thing with me because for, like I said, for a long time, I didn't used to, I didn't used to approach anybody or ask anybody for anything. Even when I was doing music and with people that were popping because there were a few people that I tried to reach out to and I'll send emails to them but like, you know, the response you get, sometimes they'll say, okay, we'll you. get back to you. Yeah, we'll get back to you and then they never, it's like you, you keep disturbing them so I stopped. I stopped yeah. asking anybody for anything. So even whether you're a big artist or whatever, that's your business. You're a dick. I can I will love your music. <laughs> I'll be a fan, but that's where it ends. That's where it ends for me. So 
he was on my BBM and then once in a while would text maybe like two times for a couple of months. And then by this time, this was 2011, by this time he hit me up. I remember that day I was in school. I was rounding up, I was rounding up my project, my school project. It was a sculpture because I majored in sculpture. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was coming back from the campus that it was at night. This was like 9 p.m. I was walking home because campus is very close to my house. So I was walking home and he calls me. He calls, did he call? I think he called, yeah, he called me. And then we spoke, I was talking to him and then he was telling me that he has this song that he wants to work on, that this, 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 that this song is very personal to him. And he told me the title, he said Heartbreak Swag. I was like, hmm, I like the title. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you should send me um, the hook of the song. And then back then, this, and wow. I was about to have ask changed now. how he sent yeah. it to you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things have changed now because these days, People don't sing, people don't come to the studio to sing songs. Yeah. For you, they just come and they want to hear beats and then they like it and jump on it. But back then, it's like people will come, they will have the song, they will sing it for you, they'll sing the hook or sing the part of the song for you. And then you have to create a beat around it. That's how it was yeah. when I started making beats. Yeah. So I told him to send me like the hook or something, just send me something about the song, send me a voice note. And then I would um, I'll listen to it and see what I can come up with. I was like, okay. And then he explained, it was like, uh, it was very, like, like, man, this song, he loves this song that it was very personal. I, I've, to today, I've not really asked him, like, did I really break your heart? Because, <laughs> well, that song sounded yeah, too personal. It yeah, it sounded be personal because he was, he was very... I mean, it was very detailed. It was like phase one, I met her in Leggy, something yeah. like that, all those kind of things. They go down, do, they go down, a strong team. So, <laughs> so he sent me the voice notes. No, he sang it for me over the phone first. Yes, he sang it for me over the phone. Interesting. Like, oh, okay, it's cool, it's cool. Okay, send me the voice note. Just send me a voice note. He said he would send it to me. I think he sent it through, it was email. Because I can't remember if BBM had voice notes at that time. Uh, I can't so remember. It was, yeah, I think it was true. I'm not sure whether it was BBM or whether it was email, but he sent it to me and then he sent me and then he asked me while we were talking, he asked me if um, that was immediately. So when he sent that to me, I listened to it. I was like, okay, I'll come up with something but it should give me some time. I didn't even work on that song immediately. It took me two months. Wow. I didn't even create, I didn't start the beat. I didn't start anything. But the song was heavy on my mind. I was thinking of it. I was like, uh, I will listen. To, sometimes I'll go back, listen to his voice notes. And then I'll be like, I started creating the ideas in my head. Okay. Yeah. So I knew that if I had to work on it, I didn't want to start working on it. And then I have to start, because sometimes when I'm creating, I might create to a point, then scrap some things again and come back. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to start and finish. So I have this process sometimes of, you know, just creating stuff in my head. I'm building it in my head. And it might take months. I'm building it in my head. Every time I remember, I'm building it in my head. I'm just adding sound, like what I would like to play on this, what I would like to do on this. I'm building it in my head. I'm just putting it there. And that's what I was doing. And I knew something was missing. I wasn't sure. I wanted to make it unique. I wanted to make it different. I wanted to make the beat heavy and also soulful. Yeah, the so, strings. Yeah. So I was, I was just thinking, I was thinking. And then, he hit me up, like he had hit me up like three times, three different times, you know, and then we'll talk. I'll tell him, I'm working on it, but I never really start anything. But when I do it, he'll hear it. So he trusted that, you know, I'll handle it. I, okay. And then I think the last time he hit me up, he now sent me, he now asked me if I'd listened to Frank Ocean, if I knew Frank Ocean. I was like, I don't know Frank Ocean. And honestly, I didn't know Frank Ocean at that time. <laughs> so he introduced me to Frank Ocean. i like, okay. And then he told me to listen to two songs. So he sent me the songs. It was Swim Good and Novakin. Mm. He sent me those two songs. So when I listened to those two songs, I don't know, the songs just gave me this idea. Like it just, it helped me. And the funny thing is, those songs don't sound like Heartbreak Swag, but like I just listened to it and I just 
It was like I got what I needed and then I started creating the beats. And I made the drums first. I like the drums. Those drums are heavy. I needed that. Yeah, they are heavy. heavy. I like the drums. And then I needed like the melody. I tried creating some other, some, I created some other melodies that were nice that fit right into that song, like what he sang. But I, I scrapped them, scrapped all of them. Like I kept them on the side. I just kept them. Like these are nice, but they, it's not there yet. I need something that when people listen to it, you cannot but help but want to listen to it to the end. You know, and then it's, I, I left that beat. I saved it. So the next day I came back to it and I was just playing the drums. I, just, I was just playing the beat. I just played it on my speaker. Everything I created in my room on my laptop, <laughs> I just playing, put it on full blast. Jamming, like the whole house was shaking that day. I was just laid down <laughs> on the floor, looking at the ceiling, just playing it. And then... Waiting for the, the instruction to drop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the melody just hit me. And I was like, nah, let me get those choir sounds. And that's how I Bruh. played the stuff. And I was like, when I finished, I was like, nah, this is mad. This is mad. Then I added like some other sounds on that and then sent it to him. As soon as he heard it, it was like, he screamed, like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> I love it. I was like, oh cool. cool. And I was happy. I was happy that I did. I was like, yeah, this is cool. And then he said he was going to record. At that period, I think he had this channel O um, award stuff where he was performing. Either he was receiving an award or he was performing at channel, channel O awards in 2011 or 2012. No, it was 2012. By this time, it was 2012. Um, then he recorded so the first version of that song which I never got to hear was recorded with this essay rappers this essay group Dallas oh my goodness I know Dallas yeah. oh my goodness yeah huh. so he recorded he recorded with them and you know those guys were big those guys yeah. were topping like top they were on top rappers, yeah. they were hot yeah so I mean he had the opportunity to record with them at that time but I think the mistake he made was not collecting the data or something, or maybe they are not finished or something. So he came back to Nigeria. You know how it is now, trying to now, you know, follow up on yeah. these guys. And it's like they're now posting and posting and posting and posting. And it was getting tired and frustrated. And then he just called me and told me that. Because when he first told me recorded with them, he was so excited. But later it was like, man, that he's not hearing anything from them, that he will record the song himself, everything himself. So he ended up doing it himself and it came out on his debut album. Bro, that yeah. song. That song. Yeah. So I would have even thought, because now that you're saying that Frank Ocean's song kind of inspired it, in my mind, when I yeah. listened to this song, I think that time, um, Lewin's Mirrors had come out with Bruno Mars. Mirror, yeah. That was yeah. like those pads and like yeah. the, yeah. That, was what, yeah. that was the type of feel I was getting from me, I got, I got, I got inspired from Lewin's mirrors. You see, and I just, I knew it. That there was this, <laughs> there was this other song. There was this other song by Lewin. Um, drop the world. Um, no, there oh. was drop. So it was three songs. It was drop the world, pussy money weed, and mirrors. The mirrors um feel is almost like I, I. Oh my god, my god, this is this is the, yes. You yeah. know now. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is this yeah. is so interesting. Like yeah. this is so so interesting. My goodness. My yeah. goodness. That, that, that was that was a beautiful record, honestly. And it's if something you listen you can to those three songs I mentioned, the mirrors, yeah, you they are they're evergreen. They are like Yeah. So even Heartbreak Swag is still so I was saying that Heartbreak Heartbreak Swag is even something you can still listen to today. And yeah. it's still going to sound solid. Like it's one of those evergreen records from Young Six, honestly. And the yeah, fact that he, yeah. he he sang and he rapped and oh, it was such... So I cannot imagine how the Dallas version would have sounded. Would have been, yeah. yeah. I would well, have loved to hear that. But yeah. That one don't Everything's go. for a reason. <laughs> they were, they were, they were, there was another one with Young Six, actually. But this was now like the whole Cash Camp crew. It was um, okay. Tradition. That was the title of the song. Hmm. Rings a bell. I'm sure I can't remember. Yeah, that. yeah, check it out. Tradition, the beat too, like was just, yeah, yeah it was, wow. I did some, I did some madness on that. So, <laughs> on the beat. Man, you, you, so, so this is why like, I like, I'm doing the podcast basically because 
um, people that don't know like these backstories wouldn't people that people that don't like know the backstories like this won't know that you've been doing stuff from like time and yeah. imagine like the kind of huge records you've been doing. So that's that's just amazing. I mean, you even did something with Terry the Rap Man, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's like you've you've actually been grinding from time, and that's honestly amazing. So now let's get to okay. So people for if you don't know, if you're listening, and you don't know. Um, Omale in late 2019 dropped his Get Lady P. I think that was about four or five songs that literally shot him into the sky. In 2020. Okay, early 2020. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it was um, it, it was you that he dropped the single. You he dropped in 2019, before all of that. No, we met in 2019, and we met in 2019, and just made like or he he loved my beats. He loved my beats, and then worked on it. So it didn't drop until 2020. So it wasn't oh, okay. the Get Lady P that oh, yeah. it finally dropped. So you produced yeah. um Yeah 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 on yeah. the yes. on the EP. So um you were you already you already started the conversation that led to how you met him. So you were saying like from mm. when you were about to leave Sound City, you spoke to mm. like the head of music there and you were like, oh if you know anybody that wants to work and stuff like that, that yeah. should hit you up. So who is yeah. that person? Could do you remember the person's name? Yeah, that's Valo Valentine. Okay. Valentine is his, yeah. is the, the one of the owners of Kikad. Of Kikad, yes. yes. So that means because I from the story I know, I think those guys um were still in Port Harcourt. So how I'm trying to like um merge the two um, the two sides of the stories that I'm getting now as to how oh. he, he he started working in Sound City in Lagos oh, oh, and then. yeah. Uh, Valo had been with Sound City for a couple of years before I joined. I don't know how long. I don't know exactly how long, but he, he had been in Lagos. But he started from Port Harcourt. He schooled in Port Harcourt yeah. and started from Port Harcourt. Yeah, but I don't know how long he had. Maybe 2016 or 2015, I don't know. But he had been with Sound City. Um, the second guy, uh, Marshall. Marshall. Marshall was also, I think Marshall was head of music for Cool FM. Hmm. So these two guys came, you know, they understand the industry, understand Honestly, like what's... Yeah. So, I mean, it, they, they were very smart guys. Like Very smart. Too. Very smart. I yeah. have to give it up to them, honestly, because uh, I, I remember that Omale was a fully Portacot person. Yeah. So, yeah. and I'm a Portacot person too, so he uh, kind of knew oh, like cool. his earlier songs and he was already yeah. like doing things there. So, that means at this point where you met him, they had already spoken to him after hearing his, um, I think it was Hello Brother also. And yes. Yeah. And yeah, I think it was a song that they, they heard. They were pushing his song or uh, whether he sent the song and then Valo heard it. I was like, nah, who is this guy? <laughs> and then look for him. And okay, so the rest is history. So Valo now hooked you guys up to make music yeah. and... From there, it's just been. I mean, look at Omale today. Come on, it's so. Like we can see, we can comfortably say that 2019 was a defining year for you and like your career, because that yeah. was like when you made a lot of major moves. So, how did you? If I'm just to clear the air, you are you are a producer under Maven Records right now. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. how did you now get? Because like you from Omale, you just started making like big moves. So how did you get into Maven Records as a producer? Okay. So the thing is, um, I don't know because Omale's period. So people knew. Some people knew my work, or a lot of more, a lot of people. Other people knew my work from Omalis project when it dropped in 2020. But I was already in Maven. Hmm, interesting. So in January, yeah, in January 2020. So that same period I was making, or I made that move, I met Omale. I'd also made the move to meet with Jazzy. But the funny thing is, I wasn't meeting with Jazzy to join Maven or anything. I just wanted to just meet up with him, just maybe pick his brains, talk to him, just learn <laughs> a thing or two. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. I was not thinking, oh, I want to join Maven or I want to do, you know, it was just getting to meet him and I felt like it was long overdue because I was supposed to meet him some years before, it was like in 2014. 
Um, at this time, I was working on my dad's project under Hypertech. And then I had Jazzy's number. <laughs> Mad. And then I, I texted him that I would like to work with him. Like, I would like him to work with me and co-produce on my dad's album. And he was willing to do that. He was, he said, oh, he's down. And that whenever I'm in Lagos, I told him I was in Benin at that time, but when I come to Lagos, then I will find a way to link so that we can make it happen. Because I really wanted, Jazz is one of like my, my mentors, like my inspirations and all of that. So I was looking forward to that happening. And also I knew that, you know, he somehow was a fan of my dad's music because before that time, from the Banji's Entertainer album, you know, they had given credit to my dad at the back of the album for oh. something, one of his music. Like, um, they sampled uh, on that Igwe song. Yes. Yeah. I so, just knew. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So, it's it's a sample from, the bass line is like a sample from one of my dad's songs titled Araba Day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, it was, um, so I already knew that, okay, yeah, he fuck with my dad and he would, he would, be willing to also want to jump, you know, something like that, you know, with a legend. So, and he was willing to. So he messaged me back that he was down that whenever I'm in Lagos, I should let him know that he would send his driver to pick me up and all of that. Um, but all that period I was going, because like, I was always going to Lagos, like they'll fly me in, fly me back. It was very tight for me. And then I was on the mainland. So yeah. it was impossible because I would wake up from morning straight to the studio. I walked to like maybe midnight and then back to the hotel. And then we'll do like maybe four days in a week and then back, fly back to Benin, then maybe another <laughs> time. So I had like up to four different, you know, trips like that. Yeah. You know, working on the album. And then so it was impossible to meet him. So after that time, I never messaged him again, Jazzy or anything. So in 2019, when I left Sound City, I texted my cousin. My cousin's a lawyer. I noticed she she's friends with Jazzy. And it was like some on her IG sometimes, like I'd seen she and Jazzy, like maybe they'll hang out like in a party or something with other friends and all of that. I was like, ah, Titi, you know Jazzy, ah, you know, tell me, because <laughs> me and I were pretty close. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I would like to meet him, Sha. I'd like to just, you know, just have a one-on-one with him. Just, even if it's for 30 minutes, just meet him. Yeah. And she was like, okay, she'll talk to him. I was like, okay, cool. So she spoke to him and then he said, oh, that, that's no problem. That's, but when he's ready, when his office is ready. So at that time, I wasn't sure. I was like, which office? I, know, I don't want to see your office. I just want to meet you. It's 30 minutes. Do you understand? And then I didn't know it was a new Maven place, you know, that mm. they were building at that time. So I I wait after a while I was expecting, okay, maybe you'll hear me up, but I didn't hear anything again. This was like around September, October had passed. By November I'd, I'd even forgotten about it. I wasn't even <laughs> thinking. I wasn't I wasn't I didn't remember that I made such move. And and January came, beginning of January. I think January 5th, I just got a message that Jazzy, so from my cousin, so he hit my cousin up that he was ready to see me. So he, so he remembered. It's not, I didn't even remind her to even remind him or anything. It was just, they just messaged that, yeah, they just messaged that. Um, so she texted me that, oh, he had messaged out that he's ready to meet me, see me, that if I'm available for the next, I was like, you have to be. Yeah, but I was really nervous because I wasn't ready. I wasn't, yeah, I was not ready. And you know, this is this time I'd not really made music, I'd not produced for anybody, I wasn't making anything. Yeah. The beats I had were like half done beats I was still trying to make because I was trying to get back after like almost two years of working at radio that I was not really making any beats. The only one I'd made successfully was the Omalay's own. Yeah. That I originally made for Rema. Mm. But, you know, I didn't. Yeah, I did, I did not get it across to him. So when I met Omale, it was just a leap of faith. Me, I was not even thinking Omale would blow. I was not even thinking far. I was just, <laughs> well, let me just do this thing. Let me just put my stuff out there. I was not thinking anything at all. You know, so when Omale even blew, it was like, ah, uh-uh. 
this guy they blow, <laughs> you know, and this was after he dropped you. So in my mind, yeah. I was like, ah, you is going far, you is going far, <laughs> but it was just there. Do you understand? Like yeah. a lot of people knew the song, but they don't know the artist. It wasn't until he dropped his EP that he just blew, and that had like a ripple effect on my own career. A ripple effect on my own career. That's yeah. that's honestly amazing. So yeah, so in January when I finally went to see Jazzy, and you know I was in the studio, we we hung out. It was just me and him. We we're just talking, 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 talking for like two hours. We we're just gisting random stuff. You know, random stuff and then you know before finally it was like oh let him hear what I have and I you know that script like eh, I've not done anything <laughs> in a while eh, this this one is not mixed I'm like no I just play let me just hear <laughs> like, I was like okay 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 because I didn't think I was ready and then I started playing him like stuff old stuff played him some beats playing all the and he was liking everything Everything. That's mad. Like I'll play it and I'll be looking at his reaction and he's bump, <laughs> bumping his head and he's dancing. Some of them is more I'm like, ah, this guy, they actually feel this thing, Sha. <laughs> Even before I left, he had picked two bits. He said I should send those two bits. And I'm like, ah, wow. Okay. And then it was now a case of after listening to the beats, it was like, so how do I see myself? Like, what scenario do I see myself here? At that time, I was like, I just wanted to just see you. That's all. And then maybe if there's any opportunity to work with your artists because I've not really produced in a while and I just yeah. need like a space, like, you know, an a environment platform, yeah. where, yeah, an environment where I can create. I wasn't looking to be signed or anything. I was just looking for, even if I feel make one beat for them, if not for one project or something, let me just do it. <laughs> let me just be in that environment. Let me, you know, learn something. Let me pick something. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that's no problem. That's that anytime that I'm welcome here, I can come in he called the studio manager upstairs and told them that that if they see me, they should let me in. That's amazing. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then, and I remember even saying that, that I just want to work. I just want to create. I'm not looking for money. I don't care. I can work for free. It was like, no, that, <laughs> oh my it was God. like, no, that, that they don't do stuff like that here. That's for anything I do, that I'll be paid, compensated for, and, you know, get everything that's, you know, is supposed to come to me. And he explained like, you know, the royalties, yeah. split, splits and all of that. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then for every song, you know, before, as every song is put out, an advance speed, you know, for that song. I was yeah. like, oh, really? So that was kind of like, you know, something to encourage me. So when I started working at Maven, so when I joined Maven, when I started going to the studio, I was just going there because Jazzy told me that I can come. So I wasn't even an employee or anything. It was just me going there. And then I'd work for like three months, almost, okay, like two months before the lockdown happened in March. But before the lockdown happened, the HR had approached me and she was like, we have to make this official because it's not nice that I'm working and I'm not earning. Yeah. So at least for my engineering work, because I came in as an engineer to just record the artists. Wow, that's interesting. You know, in the label. Yeah, so my engineering work, I'm supposed to be getting paid so I get paid. And then if I even do any mixing, they will also pay me for that mixing apart from my normal salary. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, okay, wow. cool. And then, then I can be making my beats. So I was making my beats too. And then the artist did. By this time, Arasta was still under like the academy. Development. Yeah, development. And then we're all working. Magic's too. And yeah. Man, this is so interesting. So, so yeah, we're just working. And a couple of other people in the academy too that you guys have not even heard I can't even so, imagine how many people. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're working, 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 working. And then, you know, I started to impress people because people said the attention. Like, oh, this guy's beats, you know, is different. His sound is different. And, and then I started to just view that relationship step by step. And then by September of last year, that's when Sega hit me up, like, we should see. And then it was <laughs> now a case of, oh, we want to have you officially sign you as you a Maven in-house producer. I was like, ah. Me, I was surprised. Like, ah, <laughs> it has reached like this now, 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 from, now. What from recording engineering. Did I do that? <laughs> yeah, what did I do? Like, you know, I've not put out, at that time, I've not even put out anything. It wasn't until this year that, you know, started to put out 
stuff I produce. So I'm like, okay. So I feel like, yeah, they obviously saw something and they believed in what I had. And I also knew that it was now time for me to take advantage of that. Definitely. And, you know, also sell myself in the label because you can't just be there. You have to work. You have to put sure, in the work. Sure. And then you have to sell yourself in a way that, you know, they know that, oh, yeah, this guy has something to offer because that way the label also take you very seriously. And, you know, we've been, been working a good relationship with them. And, um, you know, That's, this is this is such only good. Yeah. This is such an amazing story. Honestly, like, ha, my God, <laughs> from just like randomly wanted to see. So it, it seems like Jazzy is like a generally great person because these stories are always consistent, like across board from people that have met him. Like he seems to just yeah. like always support people and like you can even yes. see from like his social media like he's always like p- posting people's stuff and all of that it's, yeah. it's honestly amazing and I'm really excited for you and like for all the stuff that you've achieved so far so Thank now you. you got signed to Maven and you literally produced the song of the year arguably the song of the year Feeling by yeah. Ladipo and Buju how did that happen? Bro <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. I just, well, I won't say I don't know, but in the beginning stage, it was like, okay, let's just do something. And you're not very sure of how it's going to go. You're not even thinking, oh, this is going to be the biggest song or anything. Yeah. You're just, you're just making music. And even the Buju stuff, it was, I just feel like it was fate. You know, it was fate that that song happened because when Buju came to the studio, Buju came, Buju was invited to the studio f- for another song. <laughs> My goodness. Yes. And we recorded, we made that song. We made that song. We're done making that song. We're in the studio just chilling and vibing. And then started, like, was like, let's just play beats. And he played some beats that he had from other producers. And, you know, it was not like, maybe I should play the beats. That would be that feeling beat. Because <laughs> we had that beat. And the thing before that time, because like the part come, I think a month before we made that feeling song, two months before actually, to shop for beats. He just came and, you know, came to the studio. It was like, ah, vibes, what do you have? What do you have? What do you have? I started playing some beats and then he selected song that he likes, it's like that. So it's out of those beats that we started recording, you know, we started recording some songs, started creating like music for those beats. So one of them was the one Buju first recorded on and then the feeling was second. It was like, as soon as I played the beat, <laughs> you just, it, just <laughs> it was, it wasn't even the finished beat. It was just the melody and then the, the kick. Can you imagine? Yeah, it was just the melody and the kick. I'd never even put like a lot of things. It was just melody and the kick. That's all. And as soon as he heard the melody, we just stood up from where it was. <laughs> because by this time, everybody was just, you know, sometimes you are vibing to stuff in the studio and yeah. sometimes they can be gisting and talking over the beat. And, but as soon as that beat just dropped, he stood up, but like, yo, that like, he needs to record, he needs to put something on this. Oh my goodness. And <laughs> that's how, you know, I fixed the mic, yeah, put it and then started vibing, started singing, taking different takes, just vibing stuff. So I was recording everything, everything all the mistakes and all of that, yeah. just putting them. Don't and miss out anything. I just told him, as soon as we were done recording, he was like, okay, he's going to record. I said, don't worry. This is fine. <laughs> I already know what I need here. Yeah, this is fine already. This is, is it. I like it the way it is natural. Because if you come back and try to want to do it again, it's not up. going to, yeah, it won't come out as natural as the first As one. natural, yeah, as the first one. So it was like, that is fine. I said, yeah, you sure? I said, yeah, it's fine. And as soon as we heard it, as soon as he did that part, we knew that that had to be the song. We knew that we had to put out that song. Because the funny thing is, like, the poor already had a song. They had a single for the year. Shadow to God. Oh, my God. Yeah. They had a single already. So we knew, by this time, me and like, the poor were talking, I was like, man, you know that this song, because <laughs> I, I was telling him, and we're talking, and we're in sync. I was like, you know this song, yeah? This song has a feeling. And no point in telling it, like the title thing, but like the <laughs> song has a feeling that people need this song right now. Yeah, like everybody could relate to yes. the lyrics and oh my yeah. God. It was like... So that was what... 
because the more we listen to it, like, no, people, people need this song because I don't think people have had this kind of song in a while. Nobody had put out a song that, like, people can really connect to, like, everybody can connect to. But I feel like if any, every, anybody listens to this song, they can connect. Everybody would be able to connect to the song. And it was like, yeah, that he, he's seen what I'm seeing. He's seen it. That's, yeah, that it's 100% down for you. Like, let's do this, man. We have to do this. So he was like, man, he has to drop this song. I was like, I think so too. You have to drop this song. And then we shall pursue it and pursue it and pursue it and make sure everybody. And then the more we played it for people, we played for Jazzy. Jazzy loved it already. <laughs> played for this. And people were loving it. I was like, okay, cool. It has to be this song. And we pushed and made sure that it was that song. And I'm happy that when it came out, it did what it did. Bro. And the funny thing is, I, I, before that time, I'd never envisioned a number one. I'd <laughs> honestly never thought of a number one. My goodness. I'd never thought of the charts. I never thought of my song. My song was on the charts. I mean, top. It had entered top um, 20 and top 10, self with Omale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't think of it as anything. It wasn't anything. I didn't... I didn't want to, I didn't reason it. Do you know when? Yeah, I understand you. Yeah, you were not, I wasn't you, thinking you, of. Yeah, you didn't feel like it was not attached any, to it like that. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't attached to it in any way. Like I, it wasn't anything special to me, because I was not. My mind at that time was not even thinking. Oh, this is. I wasn't thinking number one or number or your on the chat and this is. Mm-mm. But when feeling happened, maybe because of the response, like the way people, bro, you know, from were feeling the song and. <laughs> From the first day, from day one. and the way my phones, the way my phones were buzzing, like because yeah, <laughs> on my latest phone, my my phone was on fire for my but feeling was a different thing. Yeah, and it your was and your tag thing. was more prominent on this one right yes, before the verse, yes. the chorus yes. came in. So yeah. especially for people so, that know, they want to find mm, out who the producer is. Yeah, feeling was a different thing. At like it was crazy. I couldn't, I couldn't even handle my phone. It was so crazy. <laughs> Like the followers, everything. Like I was at, I remember I was at 3K. I was oh, just 3K. Wow. And then I gained like, you know, up to like 4K. Like almost, it was just, it was crazy. Then my tweet, everything was just <laughs> crazy. And then the messages I was getting from people, like that's when I started to see messages in requests. Like uh. before then, <laughs> I was like, yo, I saw messages in requests that I could not even respond to. Like it was too much. I was wondering, where do I start from? I had to start filtering. I'm like, okay, I'll filter the ones that seem like they're serious, that want to work and seem like they can actually like, you know. Because some people, a lot of people will message you and tell you. Some people will just message you and say, yo. Some people will say, yeah, yeah. just say also, and I'm like, who is this? Like, <laughs> come on. You know, state what you want and they'll just write all sorts of, you know, things. And so sometimes I just don't want to even go there. Like if I go, I just check who I should be responding to and, you know. And so, the song came out, it was Friday m- morning. Yeah. And then, at midnight, you know. And then, by afternoon that day, you know, the song, when it dropped, it debuted at 120 something, 127, I think. And then, before that day, it had jumped 70 something, you imagine. know, spots. I still remember so the moment something. I listened to the song yeah. first. I was in my office <laughs> yeah. working. So when when he jumped, when he jumped to Ted something, I was like, oh, whoa, this is crazy. But I was like, okay. Was like, oh yeah, this is cool. And then like another two hours, I'd heard it had entered like 15. <laughs> and then at that time, I was trying to update because I now got like snapshots of like the different spots he had joined because from 30 something, I think 33, it was um, 24. Then it was 19 and 17. So I had screenshots of those ones and I was posting them on my WhatsApp status. And then when I posted the 17, I think I posted 15 and someone said, ah, your song is in top 10 now. Wow. And I went to check. I was like, it's in top 10. I was like, whoa. And I was like, okay, I'll post this later. Then I posted again. Someone's like, you are number three. (laughs) No, I woke up. I slept and woke up Saturday into Sunday morning. So I woke up around four because I was in the studio. I'd worked till like about 1 a.m. So I went to just rush on the couch. And by 4 a.m. I was awake. And I'll, like I checked on my Apple Music and it was showing number, it was showing number three. Or number three. 
spot. So I screen grabbed that and then I was posting. As soon as I posted it, somebody in our camp just texted me. I was like, yo, guy, we're number one. <laughs> I like, I, I, right I like, before number you, two, like, we're number one. <laughs> and then I just went and waited for a few hours and then it reflected on my own side. I was like, shit, number one. Like, I can't believe it. And then just everything just went crazy from there. Went crazy. That's like, amazing, man. Like everything was, was happening there. It was life. there for a long time. Yeah. It was there for a long time. And then he even left number one spot. I think somebody dropped something and then he came back again. Like three times, three different times. Yeah. Went back to number one. It's like, yo, this song is stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> this song is stubborn. I know. I, I can yeah. I can definitely see that song being nominated for at least at the barest minimum, song of the year, because my goodness, yeah. my goodness, everybody, I, and even up till now, I mean, Tegal still posted like something a few hours ago yeah. of like them in the UK and like your song. Yeah. Like, bro, man, that, that song is something else. It's so spiritual. Like there's just something about it. And ah, if we want to keep talking about feeling, we're not going to finish, but let's, yeah. let's, let's move on, honestly. So on Crayon's EP also, one of the, biggest songs of the 4AM EP was um, To Correct with Rema. And uh, yeah. you also produced that. Um, yeah. Was this after you had gotten signed by Maven? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is after I got signed. It was... Um, we... I, myself and Creon created that... And Creon dropped in March. Yes, that was, that was so, March. Yeah, so we started, we worked on that project between end of January to beginning of February. Yeah. Sometimes January, mostly January. I, I initially wasn't on that project or was supposed to be on that project. Um, the songs were already picked for his EP. And then... It was just he needed to do a song with Rema because they they had been planning to do a song. Yeah. So I think that's what that's what that was what he was waiting for. Before the Rema song, I I did because I basically handled the whole project somehow because um I did the like engineering recording engineering for all the other songs mm. like all the songs on the project. So okay. the one with Bella Schmoder, I recorded. Okay, I recorded Belashmoda's part because Belashmoda came to the studio um, to work with Big N, with J Big N. And then I think that's when Crayon, Crayon knew about it, so he seized the opportunity, came to the studio, and then he needed somebody to record. As at this time, there was nobody available except me. <laughs> but the funny thing is, myself and Crayon were not tight. At that time, we're like, you know, we're still getting to know each other. Yeah. It's not like he used to come to see every day. So we're not, we didn't know each other. We're not just, we didn't used to talk or anything. Yeah. So he came, approached me. I think somewhere in his mind, and he thought maybe I would act up or form or something. I don't know why he was thinking that because <laughs> the way he was grateful, like when I recorded Bella, because if you don't catch Bella at that time, you probably won't be able to, you know, no, take see. in. Yeah. Yeah, it might be hard. So I I made that happen. I recorded Bella's part and then that was it. And then he was, you know, was grateful. I was like, ah, this is my work. Oh, now work with the employee me for for yeah. So, <laughs> okay. You were still doing like just the recording engineering for Maven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm still I'm still a recording engineer. I'm still an engineer for Maven. <laughs> I still have my job. Oh, that's just, that's interesting. So, um so um after that. Um, I think it was the next few days, next few days after that, or a week, almost a week, or either a week or some days, or was within a week, Sha, um, you know, him and Rema had, you know, planned to work. So um, they came to the studio and, and, you know, listened to beats. And then I played a couple of beats. Some of them were feeling them. And then, you know, Rema had picked like two that he liked and Rema just said, oh, I should play, I should play some more. And then I played the two correct beats. But the two correct beats was just a melody. There were no drums, nothing. As always. So, yeah, it was just that melody. And as soon as he heard it, he was like, nah, this is it. 
I was like, wow. okay. So as soon as he chose it, I started creating, I started playing the drums. Right, the right there. there. Wow. Right there. Because I was going I to talk about the drums. drums. Added, yeah, I added the yeah, piano part, that trumpet. Yeah. Pam, 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 just added that part. So I didn't play a lot of things on that beat. Added the drums, added the bass line, added that. So the things I played after the recorded were those you know, drum um, rolls yeah. and yeah, those were the things. Those were what I used to, I didn't, if you notice, the beat is a simple loop straight beat. It's kind of like a loop, yeah. Yeah, just I just, yeah, I just looped it, yeah. So I only played the rolls, you know, after we are recorded. So when I knew of this era, recorded this part, so I created like pauses and played the rolls to give it, you know, you know, some, a different feel. And then after we we had made, in fact, the evening, the day we were making that song, um, after Rema had done his part and left, Crayon was making his part, recording his part, and then we had done, we had done and we were playing the song. That day, Jazzy happened to be in the studio. <laughs> Jazzy was going home and he was, he was coming down because the studio is upstairs and then there are two other studios downstairs, like middle floor. And then Jazzy was coming down. And I think the door was open. The door of the studio we were working in was open. So he heard sound and he walked in. And if I didn't walk in, he danced in. <laughs> he danced in. And that's how I knew, okay, this yeah, song is Yeah, he's ready to go. Hard. Yeah, yeah, this song is hard. And he was like, ah, this is man. He was dancing. He was really dancing. I can't even imagine. Like, oh, Man, that's oh, that's, so great. Cool, that's cool, that's cool. And then, you know, automatically that song made it to, had made it to his EP. Yeah, it was, that one was guaranteed. That one was like, no, this one, this is the song we are pushing. This is the song and they're like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So then a couple of days later, Crayon came to the studio. I was working. I think I was, I was done with a session. I was just watching videos, watching because I like to watch videos, YouTube, comedy videos, or just watch documentaries of artists or documentaries of like stuff, history, you know. And I was watching stuff and I really don't like people distracting me when I'm in that space, in that zone. But he came around, it seemed like he was in the mood to record Jinjad. He asked me whether I was like, uh, I'm just resting, sir. But okay, he should, he, should, he should wait around, just chill. <laughs> maybe later, maybe later we can work on something. And then he waited, he was like, he, was, he kept calling me like to ask if whenever I'm free, I should let him know so that he can come. I'm like, okay. And then I called him. And then he came to the studio, but we didn't start working immediately. I made him sit and we listened to like some old songs, listened to all them Snoop Dogg, um, them Pharrell, them Justin Timberlake songs from like the early 2000s, mostly songs from 2000s, them Jay-Z, you know, songs that he really didn't know much about. Like I was just, so I needed him. Like we have to be on the same like space if we have to create, you know. And then we're done with that. And... Somehow, you know, said, um, I just started making a beat. And then the beat was the song Man Them. Yeah, that was the second beat. one you did. Yeah. Yeah. So I was making that beat. And then he started, you know, freestyling to it. And I was like, you know what, let's record the song. And we made that song that night. And he said, I should create a space, first space for one the feature that he doesn't know. Yeah. Oh, he didn't know at that time. It was like, yeah. <laughs> so we'll just send it to like different people. and see who's down jump and then I created that and then sent it and then in like two days one is an I recorded a spot and sent back and that's how Korean called me and told me that ah the song is making the EPO I, like, ah, I thought you guys had a song before but like the song is like by this time I had two songs like, oh, oh my wow, god that's dope. and then the last one in sync it was London who produced that but I recorded the whole song oh, okay so he came to the studio and then we recorded, we sat down, put heads together. And then the part I started to, like, we had to invite our order. Just, you know, to just make, you know, the sound, like the sonic direction of that album was just... Yeah, and I think generally for all your productions, there's always this um, special identifying, like, you can tell, you can almost tell that, oh, this is Andre because you can almost feel it. It's, it's always yeah. very like special, man. That's that's honestly amazing. So, I mean, we've been talking for more than one hour, 30 minutes, but let's just try to wrap up. So on- Yeah, uh, wrap up because my battery is low. Yeah, 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 okay. Very low, okay. All right, so um, let's just talk quickly about Erasta's um, 
album, Bridgerton. You produced that also. How was yeah, it like working yeah. with Arista? Uh, it's always fun working with her. She's she's a she's a vibe. <laughs> she's a vibe. I mean, I, no I pun intended again. <laughs> nah, she's a vibe. She's just vibe. It's it's fun and and she's she's very. She's a like she's a creative. She knows what she wants and how she wants to. And then she's yeah, yeah. She's not one of those artists that just they're not. They just come and they they're confused as to what they want to do. Nice. She knows she has a direction already. She has a direction, yes. Yeah. So um, but for Bridgerton, we have a lot of songs. It's only Bridgerton that made it. And because of what they were trying to achieve with the project. Okay. We have a lot of songs, a lot of songs that people have never heard yet. I can't wait, man. But yeah, but for Bridgerton, it was um it was one of those songs that I had made the beat. The beat was my beat. Like I just made the beats and I knew the beat was special. And I originally want when I made the beat, I originally wanted um or the first person to hear it was DJ Neptune. Hmm. And he loved it. And he was thinking, oh, what um who should be on it? I was like, it has to be a female. It has to be a female. And I'd not, I didn't know which female, but like I kind of like had Arasta on my mind. And then I was like, I'll see, I'll talk to, you know, some females that I know and see who. That same day I came to the studio because I was at his own studio. I came to Maven's studio and then Ara was around and I called her, come, 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 come to the studio, come and hear these beats. As soon as I played it, she just loved it. She was like, she has to record this song. She must record. I shouldn't give it to anybody else. She must record. And like the way she was like, I was like, ah. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> uh, I already told Neptune, Sha. I told Neptune that a female boy, it would be you and Neptune. She was like, okay, no problem. That she would do it with Neptune. Like, I was like, okay, cool. But somehow we recorded this song and we just knew that, you know what? We just, let's hold this song. <laughs> let's hold it. Yeah, and that's then, nice. Yeah, but from the beginning of recording us, because I already made the beat was done. The beat was done. So um, when she started recording, she started writing in the studio. And then her brother was around, he also assisted. And then I was like, you know, assisted here and there. And she was writing and writing. And then the flows, the vibe, the bounce, everything was just going well. And I was loving it. And we just kept creating and just coming up with different ways, record some parts. We'll go, oh, this is nice, but let's let's try it this way. And we'll try this other way. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is how it should be. Like it's giving us this feel. Yeah. And then I also, because of when I was making the beat, I knew that um the the song had like this classical feel. Yeah. 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 I created that whole classical feel on the on the song. So I wanted while we're recording, I wanted like, you know, I started to remember sound of music. I don't know if you watch it. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has seen Sound of Music. Uh, some people have not watched it all. <laughs> Anybody that has not watched it is probably like maybe born from like 2010 or something. <laughs> so, Ira had never watched Sound of Music. What? Yes. She had not watched it. So, I had to play. I had to go on YouTube. And look for the and songs. Start playing. Yeah, look for the songs. Yeah. Like, she, could, she could not watch. There's no way she could watch the full movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. I started playing songs. On from Sound of Music, and then in the middle, in the beginning, you hear that the the strings yeah. are playing in the beginning, and then in the middle, after the first verse and hook, in the middle, there's one voice like um soprano, all these um orchestra opera um, singers, opera singers, you know, voice thing sample that I put there. So when we played the songs from Sound of Music. I had the idea to do that, to add those parts in the beginning, like in the beginning and in, in the middle of the beats. So it was in the process of recording that I added those parts. Interesting. So the beats. So originally it was just the beats. It was just the flute starting it. So I had the strings and the opera singing and whatever added to it while we were recording the song. And then the part where she yodeled. Um, that was, that was, was another interesting thing to hear. <laughs> yeah. So it was when I was adding those parts, those melodies to it, 
I now told her, I suggested like, yo, we need to add something that just makes it so for people that really know music, they would appreciate this yes, part. It Even people that don't theme. know music, self, they will know that this part is different. <laughs> so, and then, you know, I was, we're also thinking Bridgerton, the movie itself. Yeah. Because we're, we're visualizing how the video will be. Yeah. You know, I was like, if we're going to make a video for this song, it has to be like the whole Bridgerton thing and, that's how we just stuck with it. Like, we'll call it Bridget. Just put Bridget in there because we never know what to call this song. <laughs> so just put Bridget in there. And then, so I was thinking even Bridget in had like that feel like with the music. Exactly. If you notice, like Bridget in had like popular song, but they convert, they turn it to like classical yeah. opera type of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this is the perfect theme for this song. So, um, I played that um, the song from Sound of Music that they yodeled and like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played that, My God. and then I played a couple of videos for yeah. I played a couple of yodel videos, like yodel tutorial videos for so her. So she learned it we right watched there. and watched because she had to learn. She learned it there, right there. Man, she learned it there. I like the way you think. And honestly. then we yodeled. I like yeah. the way you think. That's nice. And That's we nice. Created that. That's nice. That was another good song yeah. on that album. And like you said already, you're you're, yeah. you're still a an engineer for. Uh, okay, you said you were a recording engineer, but you also mm-hmm. like mixed. If I'm not mistaken, like post BT cipher. He's a BT. Yes, I mixed the B, his BT cipher. That's amazing. So yes. you, you don't get anything when you know you do yeah. physically. <laughs> for more, no, for the mixing part, I never strong like that because I focus more on production. I don't really like to mix, but when I can, I do it. And um, you also you also did something for Rema with Tom Tom. Your hands are just yes, everywhere. Okay, yeah, Tom Tom is that's that's still ongoing yeah. right now. Then I mean there are some songs that I I mean I didn't produce the songs, but I mean I I made the songs happen like Bounce. I record Rema's Bounce. Oh okay I, okay okay. I rec- yeah, recorded the whole song. Um, Ira Stars, Sari, I recorded the Wow. Song. I love that. Okay. So it's, um, it's like you're always involved with stuff like yeah. Don Jazzy is because those two songs now, Don Jazzy was directly involved with the production. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because, yeah, he sent me. So the thing is, he doesn't have time to record. So oh, okay. I just sent it. <laughs> so, so are you like, the only recording engineer? No, 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 no. Myself okay. and Louder. Oh. Louder. So all the. I think Lauda is someone else I, I want to speak to because I, all the yeah. <laughs> recording engineers just kind of move to producers slash mixing engineers and it's, it's just yeah. amazing to see. I, I really love what's yeah. happening with you guys. So, um, as we close, I mean, I would really love to speak about um, the music business because I remember you said that it was at the point where you met Don Jazzy that he started to tell you about royalties and stuff like that. So, before then, yeah. you had no idea of like things like split sheets and stuff like that. I, I did, but I didn't know like... Um, the intricacies. There's some things I didn't know yet, the intricacies oh, okay. Okay. of these things but I knew I just didn't understand some things okay but definitely I'm sure all of that is is, is solid in your brain now <laughs> oh yeah yeah because and 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 what's what made that um I mean you know sometimes not understanding is because of as a result of like the people that you work with environment yeah. and all of that so if you're not working with people that don't even understand these things or yeah. people that don't take this thing seriously probably won't know and for someone like me who was more interested in just creating, it's yeah, yeah. your mind yeah, won't go there at all. My mind is not going there. My mind is just thinking, okay, last last they go pay me some money. And <laughs> maybe when they put it out, yeah, after a while, I know there's going to be some money made, but how to secure that? Yeah. I wasn't really thinking that, you know. But when I joined Maven, I was, you know, I was taught all of that. I, it wasn't just telling me that there was even at the point where. I had my deal. Um, so at the point, at the point where I even, yeah, at the point where I had like um, the deal offer from Maven, um, it came with a lot of things. You know, one of the things was training. And this is what everybody under Maven gets. That's amazing. You know, you have like a, you have classes. You go for classes. So the people in Maven that handle like the legal people, the PRO people, the people in the marketing department, they have people, they come and teach you like there are classes you sit down and there's, um, you know, uh, what they call it. You know, they just tell you, educate you on all these things. There's a board, there's a, what they call it, a projector and all of that. So and, it's back to school again. You know, 
Yeah, it's back to school. <laughs> so they teach you all these things. They tell you everything you need to know if you you should get a lawyer. Um, so there are like a couple of questions I like to ask people like once they when they're on the podcast. So I mean, you've achieved like a lot in the short time you've started. So how do, what, what are your plans for longevity? Um, I mean, I think one of the things that, you know, I, I try to do first is to create a lasting, long lasting um, impression, like maybe with my sound or with my presence or whatever. And I like to take it one step at a time. Um, but I do have plans for, um, like I said, I have plans to do like um, start a clothing line, a fashion brand. And I'm not even talking like a small, I'm not trying to do like small. And I'm trying to do like um, something that can compete like, you know, with what we have internationally. Um, I also, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm not even looking, I'm already into tourism, but I mean, I'm going to, I plan to start like um series or, or something, you know, just um, you know, visiting like places and um, helping, you know, just discovering, learning new cultures, discovering new places and new people and what they like and discovering their music, their sound. And that way, you know, I know that's also going to like help, you know, inspire the kind of music I make. And I, I'm also going to be helping to discover um, talents and people with, you know, the show. Um, I mean, those kind of things are, you know, are things that you do that just, you know, make a brand out of you yeah. as a person. Yeah. And then um, there are other things, you know, obviously maybe some things, investing in some things, you know, entertainment-wise, you know, try to do like maybe short films, movies or something, or producing mine, actually, more of mine than actually um, jumping on all this like Nollywood stuff. I mean, if I get some, if it's really nice, if the script looks good, and I would take, but I'd rather, you know, do mine. My brother is a cinematographer, so at some point we should be able to create something. But I, I think more of short films and um, yeah, also put out my music. So originally I just wanted to like put out music with like other artists, you know, just, um, feature artist and just do the whole producer artist thing. But since my dad passed, you know, I've had like, I was, I was still do that first, but um, I'm working on stuff like my own music, but it will be a different type of music. It will be something different, something new. Not the hip hop, not the R&B, but it's going to be something that, that inspired by what my dad had, like the sound that he had and just take it to the next level. So it will be like the um, it will be like the core of the sound I'm trying to create. Definitely then, looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that might not be soon, but it's something I'm going to take time to work on because there are a lot of things I need to put in place. You know, I need to work on, you know, picking up other instruments and playing. You know, I need to um. Whatever music, that kind of music I'm going to do is going to be at least going to be live or semi-live. Yeah. So I don't want the sound to be different from what I create in the studio when I have to perform it. That makes sense. Because by the time I start, yeah, by the time I start, I want it to be just like I go out there and just you just know that it's a different music. I'm not looking to be um the biggest artist or whatever. If it happens, fine, but like I'm just saying if whatever I'm creating, like I have like my own audience and you know. I just, you know, people will know it and people will love it when they hear it. They just know that, yo, this is different, you know. And, you know, those, those are accountants that start, like, the conversation for, um, you know, a legacy, longevity, like, people talking about it in the future because, like, you created something different, something new. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so um, I want you to tell me like three people at least that you want to hear on this podcast to come and share like the experiences and stories like this. Um, you should have louder. 
I've, I've actually I've reached actually out, reached but he hasn't responded. Has well. yeah. I can I can reach out to him. I'd appreciate, I'd appreciate that. that. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? So Not producers, anybody, right? Um, so producers, engineers. Yeah, people behind the scenes that, that are not the, necessarily the artists. Um, who, 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 there are a lot of people, but I'm trying to think who would be more um, receptive. <laughs> Even if you can have just one more name. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I don't have a lot of people like that. The rest are artists. Okay, maybe we can get magics. Hmm. Okay. I can get magics. Yeah. I can. I mean, if I. Yeah. Yeah. But I would have to see him because I'm in Lagos presently. But like. Yeah, you told me that. No problem. So, where can people find you on social media? They want to follow you. Instagram, Andrew Vibes on Instagram. It's A N D R E V I B E Z, and then on. Um, Twitter, it's um, I can't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember my Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is Andrew Vibes underscore. Okay, I'll look for it and I'll tag it. I'll put it in the description of this podcast. So people can. Man, Andrew, thank you so much for your time for being very receptive. I honestly really appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing your stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you so so much. Have a nice day. All right, guys, so if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you leave a rating wherever you can. Share, like, do all that good stuff. Um, Let us know what you think. Comment. Just do all of that. Um, Follow us on social media. Um, Instagram is at whomadethatsongpod. On Twitter is at WMTSpod. And you can also follow me on my personal pages at DavidRosimi underscore. See you guys on the next episode. We are signing out.